Good morning, everyone, and welcome to today's focus for Tuesday, February the 21st, 2023, at 1046 a.m. Central Time. Today's focus, mass shootings and a shattered sculpture. Today's focus is mass shootings and a shattered sculpture. Late, well, it was early this morning. It was probably around 1 a.m. I came across two separate news articles. And as soon as I read these news articles, Back to back, I just forever, from that moment on, they're always going to be linked in my mind together. I know they don't, they're, they're, you may not see a correlation, you may not see a connection, but it's one of those situations where you're sitting there, you read this horrible news story, and then you read this story about a shattered sculpture, and you're like, wow, what a beautiful picture. And it then raised a very important question that I will put forth as your focus for today. But we're going to be focusing on mass shootings and a shattered sculpture. Let's begin with the first news article. I need you to listen carefully. Three days, 10 mass shootings, more than 50 victims. The United States sees worst weekend of 2023. Listen to that headline again. Three days, 10 mass shootings, More than 50 victims, the United States sees the worst weekend of 2023. Nine children were shot at a Georgia gas station. Six people were killed in a Mississippi town. Eleven people were shot in Memphis. Five people were injured near a parade in New Orleans. Six people were shot in a Chicago expressway. That's just half of the reported mass shooting violence over the weekend. There were 10 mass shootings from February the 17th through February the 19th, the most of any weekend so far this year, according to data from the Gun Violence Archive. That's considering all shootings from Friday to Sunday in which four or more people were shot, not including the shooter or shooters. The number of shooting over the weekend is unusual for mid-February in the U.S., experts told USA Today. The incidents come on the heels of several high-profile mass shootings in California last month, as well as an attack at Michigan State University last week. I want you to wrap your mind around that. Three days, 10 mass shootings, more than 50 victims. All of that happening over a weekend in the United States of America. Now, I know immediately when you report on mass shootings, we know how the conversation goes, right? Some people are like, we need more guns. No, we need less guns. No, I have the right to bear arms. No, you back and forth, back and forth. You're a liberal. You're a conservative. You don't care. You don't care. I'm pro-life, but I'm pro-gun. We need more good guys with guns. We'll stop the bad. And then everyone just argues and 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 argues. And it just goes around in circles and circles, circles and circles. Some people will say, our thoughts and prayers with you. And then, but then more shootings happen. And it just, at some point, I just want to stand up and scream because I'm so tired of just the the mindless debating and arguing as people die. And I can't speak for everyone, but 
When I read a news article like that, when I read news articles about any kind of suffering and death, it has an, it takes an emotional toll on me. It makes me very emotional. And so I can either, sometimes that emotion will be anger. Sometimes that um, emotion will be total depression. Sometimes that emotion will be just frustration. And then the last thing I want to do is I don't, I try not to read the comments or, or try to pay attention to what people are saying because it just, it just seems like does like, for some weird reason, the suffering of human beings and the death of human beings creating the image of God, for some weird reason, become like a debate topic that people try to win a, win a debate. They don't really care about the suffering. They don't really care about the death. Everybody just wants to win the argument. Everybody wants, wants to just win the debate. And sometimes I'm like, are you, are you more interested in those who have suffered and those who are dead than you are? Are you more interested in that? Or are you simply more interested in winning your debate, pr- promoting your ideological perspective? It, are you more worried about your rights versus the death of other? Like, what are you more worried about? So I get really, 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 really upset about all of it because that's just horrible. In the United States of America, 10 mass shootings in three days, more than 50 victims. Let me just read half of those. Nine children were shot in Georgia. Six people were killed in Mississippi. 11 people were shot in Memphis. Five people were injured near a parade. Six people were shot in a Chicago uh, expressway. And that's just half of the reported mass shooting violence over the weekend. Again, we're in February. Now, everyone will try to explain the reason. Everybody will try to understand it. Again, everyone's going to have their opinion. And please, I mean, if if all you want to do is just express your opinion, what I just, uh, shouldn't we care at all? It's like, I, I, I just, I just... I, I just sometimes I just don't know. I, I sometimes just like, I, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. But after I read that and I was having a lot of these thoughts with myself because I, I tend to walk around when I read. And so I was just walking around, pacing back and forth as I read this article going like, I just don't understand. Like, is it ever going to end? Just death and death and violence and violence and violence and violence. So I'm like, okay, I I, I, I'm, I don't have any answers. Nobody else has any answers and I just, you know, just almost a sense of hopelessness and helplessness. And then I said, I'll go to another news article. And the next news article I saw was, it was, a, it was it, basically, I just saw the picture first. And it was a picture of something shattered all over the floor, right? It was shattered. And I'm like, whoa, what was that? And it found out that a woman accidentally shattered a sculpture, a sculpture in a museum. She she actually didn't accidentally bumped into this sculpture, sculpture that was worth over $42,000. So here's this woman, she's in a museum and she accidentally bumps into this sculpture. It smashes to the floor. It's worth $42,000 and there's the pieces all over the floor. And as soon as I saw the smashed sculpture, and I, and I started thinking about, I wonder how this woman felt. Can you imagine the like panic, the horror, the, the embarrassment that there's a sculpture worth $42,000 and you bump into it and it, and it's just, it's in a, it's in a million pieces, probably not a million pieces, a little hyperbole. It's in thousands of pieces, hundreds of pieces. However, however many actual, the number is, I don't know, but it's there. This, this woman just bumps into a sculpture, and it smashes onto the floor. I'll give you some of the information. Woman shatters. 
iconic balloon dog sculpture worth $42,000 at an art show. Very sorry. Well, I, I can understand why you would be very sorry. A, a guest at a contemporary art fair in Miami accidentally shattered a 42000 sculpture, a $42,000 sculpture, and it gives the name of the artist, and it says this is according to multiple news outlets. Witnesses at the annual Art uh, Winwood event on Thursday said a female collector tapped a blue version of, of this iconic balloon dog with her finger, causing it to top over and break, the B- uh, break according to the BBC. Another report really described it this way. Uh, this is per C- CNN's account. A representative for the art gallery hosting the piece said the woman gave an unintentional kick to the pedestal where the sculpture was placed. And then it fell and it smashed in a million pieces. Now, what is the connection between mass shootings and this smashed sculpture worth over $42,000? Well, there's a lot of ways I could probably put this allegory, this illustration together. But all I could think was those shootings just represent how broken this world is. This, this creation is just shattered into a million pieces. It's broken. And, and we see the result of that brokenness. In fact, in a roundabout way, the, the shooting just is a, is a symptom of the brokenness. The, 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 the shooting isn't the brokenness. It's a symptom of the brokenness. The, all the things we see in this world, the pain, the suffering, the disease, all of it, all of it traces back to the original brokenness. And that original brokenness, we know it was a woman and she, she did more than, ta- uh, you know, accidentally kicked the pedestal of a sculpture worth $42,000. She partook of something she wasn't and s- broke all of creation. Everything is cursed. Everything is under the curse of, because of that fall, because she smashed everything into a million pieces. Eve partook and everything shattered. And that brokenness, the, the, the real, true, deep brokenness is all of creation suffers from it. It all groans under it. And then that brokenness is inside of you and it's inside of me. We are broken people. We are broken in some, we're broken emotionally. We are broken mentally. We are clearly broken spiritually. We're broken morally. We are broken. We, there is a brokenness inside of us. And a lot of times what we want to do is try to correct the action or, or modify the action, but the bro, but the, that doesn't fix the brokenness. The brokenness is deep inside of us. Uh, when we, when we see a mass shooting, it's just the symptom of the brokenness and everyone can yell and scream, but all of your yelling and screaming and solutions can't fix the ultimate brokenness, which is inside all of us. And, and at any moment, what, what, how, whatever together you think your life is at any moment, you can, you can smash your life into a million pieces. Every day I'm on the verge of taking my life and just smashing it all over, all over the floor into a million pieces. You, I maybe you never feel that, but do you ever feel like you're just right on the verge of like, I mean, you're already broken, right? But then you take your life that may appear not to be, and then you're going to break it. You're going to, I mean, that brokenness is going to be manifested in your own life. Again, I, I guess I really want to drive the point 
home. The brokenness is the reality and all of the actions are the symptoms of that brokenness. I think we can all understand that illustration. I'm not saying anything unique. I'm not saying anything clever. I'm not saying anything brilliant. I'm just pointing out the the reality that we look at the world, you watch the news and you're like, that's brokenness. The, the, the sculpture has been broken into a million pieces. Now, we can all agree with that, but listen to me. Here is the question at least I have for myself. For a good portion of my Christian life, I kind of had this image in my mind. And maybe you, maybe you still have this image and maybe you're going to argue with me, but I, I, I think I'm changing my perspective. I used to have this image that, yes, we are broken. I understood that we were broken. I understood my own brokenness. I understood the brokenness of the world around us, right? And I would think like, okay, you just, you just name the situation where that brokenness is really manifesting itself and it is bad and it is horrible. I always thought, well, you know, if we could come in, if we had a Bible, we could give people the gospel, that brokenness would be fixed, that brokenness would be resolved. That brokenness would be solved. And, and, I, and I really thought that, that's, that, that, that the brokenness could be just to- to completely taken away, right? I thought like, you know, here I am before I became a Christian, I, because this is the way testimonies were kind of given. I was broken. My life was shattered into a million pieces, because, but I become a Christian and God has restored and put all the pieces together and that brokenness is no more. And everyone's like, praise Jesus. And everybody claps and like, that's beautiful. But I'm not so sure that's the biblical way of thinking. I understand it to some level. I do. But I think a more realistic approach is, look, in Christ Jesus, in Christ, in him, the brokenness is gone, right? Because in Christ, my, and this we, 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 we've talked about this a lot recently, in my position, there is no brokenness. I'm a new creature. The old is gone. Everything is new. That is true clearly positionally. It's not cl- true practically by any definition of new and the old is completely gone because we know the old is still very much there. That sinful nature is still very much there. So now I kind of question this idea that, hey, if we just give the gospel to someone, the brokenness is gone. No, the brokenness remains. The brokenness remains. The the brokenness remains within society, within the culture, within creation. It still groans, right? It still groans. Christ has come and died. He was buried. He rose the third day and he ascended to the right hand of the Father. But creation still groans. There's still plagues and death and disease and famine. And, and creation groans every single day under the brokenness. It's still there. And then as a Christian, even though in Christ, in Christ, I am not broken. That brokenness is still very much inside of me. And it's still very much inside of you. And we see it. We see it in our lives. We see the brokenness in our thinking and our desires and our feelings and our emotions. We're, we're, we're constantly and we're, and we're constantly struggling against that brokenness. It made me think of this. It made me think of this. 
Romans chapter 8, verse 18. Romans chapter 8, verse 18. For I reckon that the suffering of this present time are not worthy to be compared with the glory which shall be revealed in us. See, at the, at the present time, they're suffering because the brokenness. Everything is broken. You're broken. I'm broken. The church is broken. Everything is broken. Every minister is broken. Every pastor, every elder, every deacon, every church member, every Sunday school teacher, every husband, every wife, every child, we're all broken. In Christ, we're new creatures, but in life, we are broken. And all around us, the brokenness of society, we see. So it says at this, the sufferings of this present time are not be, to be worthy, were, are not worthy to be compared to the glory which shall be revealed. There is a glory that will be revealed where all the brokenness will be restored. The curse will be gone. There is a restoration that is coming. No more pain, no more suffering, no more death, no more tears, no more sin. It will, there will come a time, but in the meantime, in the meantime, the brokenness is there. It says, verse 19, for the earnest expectation of the creature waiteth for the manifestation of the sons of God. There is a waiting. I'm going to go to another translation. Romans chapter 8, verse 19. Romans chapter 8, verse 19. Romans 8, verse 19. For the creation eagerly awaits with anticipation for God's sons to be revealed. Now, I think this idea for God's sons to be revealed is our ultimate glorification. All of creation is waiting for that ultimate glorification because when we are ultimately glorified, then all of creation will then go through the pieces in a sense will be, everything will be restored. All of creation will experience, in a sense, a a new heaven and a new earth. Verse 20, for the creature was made subject to vanity, not willingly, but by reason of him who has subject the same and hope. Now, verse 20 raises so many questions, but God subject all of creation to vanity. It wasn't creation's choice. It was God who's subject to vanity. It's been, but he did so in hope. Hey, it's going to be subject in vanity. In other words, it's subject to this brokenness. But there's a hope, and that hope is it's going to all be fixed. Now, I think sometimes we preach Christianity that the hope is that those broken pieces can be fixed right now. It can be restored right now, but the brokenness remains. Verse 21, because the creation itself also shall be delivered from the bondage of corruption and to the glorious liberty of the children of God. See, even the creature itself also shall be, I said creation, because the creature itself also shall be delivered from the bondage of corruption. Everything ultimately will be delivered from the bondage of this brokenness. Everything will be from creation to us. We will all experience this glorious, in a sense, restoration. Verse 22, for we know that the whole creation groaneth and travaileth and pain together until now. And not only they, but ourselves also, which have the first fruits of the spirit, even we ourselves groan within ourselves. Even right now, we groan within ourselves. We have the spirit, but we still groan because the brokenness doesn't go away. See, I think in some unfortunate way, Christianity started selling it. If you come to Jesus, he'll fix your brokenness. He'll fix it. 
But you come to Jesus. Yes, he fixes my brokenness in the sense that in Christ, I'm no longer broken. I'm perfect. I'm holy. I'm righteous. I'm a new creature. But in my practice, I'm still very much broken. And that brokenness manifests itself in what happens in churches, what happens in Christian families, what happens in Christian marriages, what happens in Christian parenting and Christian children. That's what happens in the church. It's what happens in church business meetings. It's what happens over. It's just, it, there's, there's brokenness. And when we, we seem to have, I think Christianity has this unfortunate way of thinking that when we, when the, when the brokenness is manifest, we all it manifested, we're always shocked. We're like, how could that happen? Because we're all broken, but we sell it like come to Jesus and the, no, come to Jesus and the brokenness is gone. And no, that's not the way it is. Romans eight is giving us very clear. Listen, and not only they, but ourselves also, which have the first fruits of the spirit. See, we have it. Even we ourselves grown within ourselves, even we ourselves grown, waiting for the adoption to wit the redemption of our body. We're waiting for it right now. I'm waiting for the redemption. I'm waiting for the redemption of my body. I'm waiting for this brokenness to once and for all be gone. See, the shootings are the manifestation of the deeper brokenness. That deeper brokenness goes back to a woman who, in a sense, tapped the sculpture, it smashed into a million pieces and those pieces have remained broken and they will remain broken until the ultimate restoration and glorification of everything. In the meantime, we live in a time of groaning and brokenness. No, if you come to Christ, that brokenness is done away with in Christ in your position but in your life. And I don't know if we really can embrace that we're still broken. It says, for we are saved by hope, but hope that is seen is not hope. See, we're saved by hope, but the hope that is seen is not hope. If we could see it, then then that would not be hope. For what a man seeth, why doth he yet hope for? If we could see it, we wouldn't be hoping for it. But we're hoping for it because we don't see it yet. We don't see the the restoration. We don't see the broken pieces together, even though we try to convince ourselves. Verse 25, but if we hope for what we see not, then do we with patience wait for it? So if we hope for what we see not, then do we with patience wait for it? That we do. So we're waiting for it. We're longing for it. We're hoping for it. Likewise, the spirit helpeth with our infirmities. We're going to have those infirmities. We're going to groan, but the spirit intercedes on our behalf because in the meantime, why does the spirit need to be interceding on our behalf? Because we are broken. We are groaning. We are suffering. We see the consequences of that brokenness in our lives. Mass shootings and and a shattered sculpture. May not seem like two things that connect, but they connect because the shootings are the outward manifestation of the inward brokenness that is true of all of this, of all creation. We see the the outward works, the outward manifestation of this inward brokenness in creation every day from weather, storms, famine, disease. We see it within all of us and all the horrible things that happen from crime and murder and lying and deception and backstabbing and deceit and all the things that we do. 
We know it inside of us that we are truly broken. But I think sometimes we sell that if you come to Jesus, all your brokenness will be fixed. But it's it, all your brokenness will ultimately be fixed. Your brokenness will be fixed positionally. Your brokenness will be re- completely re- gone eternally. But in the meantime, practically, you live with that brokenness. You live with it. Now, am I excusing it? No. Do we groan under it? Yes. But it's there, and we have to embrace the reality of that brokenness. Because it's inside you, and it's inside me, and we're all, and every one of us. Like, right here, I have a, I have a bottle of water. And every day, like, this bottle of water can represent my life. Now, I'm already broken on the inside. And at any moment, I'm one second away from taking this bottle and smashing it into a million pieces. That's my life. I'm already broken on the inside. But now at any moment, that internal brokenness can can come to the outside and I can break it by one wrong decision, by one foolish mistake. I can break it into a million pieces. So can you. So can because we're already broken on the inside. You see, we're, all, we're already broken on the, it's weird. Christianity just wants, I think what we, they, we want, we want to all walk around pretending we're not broken, but we're all broken. Everyone's broken. We're all broken into a million pieces. The hope is not that the brokenness is going to be fixed here and now. The hope is that it will be fixed eternally. We have to now live with that brokenness and groan under it and struggle with it. Now, you may be one who's committed that, no, 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 you may be committed to the prop- proposition that the, no, 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 when you become a Christian, it's all fixed, but I, I, I'm i sorry, it's all fixed positionally, it's not fixed practically, it's just the reality of life. Just go to any new, any Christian site that reports about what's happening in the church, and every day, you know, just go to the Roy's report. Whether you agree with her or disagree with her, those stories about what's constantly happening in churches across the United States, everything from sexual abuse, sexual harassment, violence, churches suing the denominations, fighting, arguing, backbiting, sin of every kind imaginable constantly in the church. And we see that all the way in 1 Corinthians. You see that what was happening in the church, every letter written to a church was written to a church to correct because all the problems were there. Those problems was just the manifestation of the brokenness. Even in Revelation, when the letters or messages are to the churches, those churches are a mess. Why? Because of brokenness. The brokenness that's inside of us. It's always going to be there. Now, I hate seeing the brokenness in this world manifest itself in 10 mass shootings in three days and over 50 people, over 50 victims. That's insanity. That, like, I can't understand. I can't, I hate seeing the brokenness in this world, watching how many, all the thousands upon thousands upon thousands who died in the earthquake in Turkey and Syria. I hate to see the brokenness of how many people died because during the pandemic. I hate to see the brokenness of how many people are suffering and dying right now with cancer. I hate to see if you've ever been to a, a children's hospital that's, that's taking care of children with horrible diseases. These are young children, seven, eight, nine, ten, terminal diseases, and they're in horrible pain going through treatment, trying to extend their life. Many of them are never going to have their first kiss, their first car. They're not going to graduate. They're going to suffer and die. It's horrible to watch. That shows the brokenness is still in the world. 
And that brokenness is still inside the church. It's inside of all of us. Our hope is not, we don't hope because we can see that would not be hope. We hope for what we cannot see. We can't see that ultimate restoration. We don't see it. We don't know what that's like. But we long for it. We, in a sense, groan for it. And the spirit is there to to intercede when we don't have the words, because sometimes I don't have the words to express my own my own brokenness or to express what to say about the brokenness of the world around me. Mass shootings, a shattered sculpture. That is your today's focus for Tuesday. February the 21st, 2023.